Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 45 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, our Toronto Blue Jays just finished a four-game weekend series, winning three out of four, just like we thought they would against the Detroit Tigers. And a trade deadline is less than 48 hours away, Riley, so it's a very busy time to be a Toronto Blue Jays fan. But hey, with John Schneider bringing a DJ into the clubhouse with uh, reports coming out tonight that the Blue Jays are having a beach party down in Tampa, I thought it was a good time. Let's get a little loose. Let's get a little festive. I even pulled out the... Uh, the pineapple shirt here, you know, a little beach wear as we cruise and we're sailing into the summer months here for the Blue Jay season. Hey, man, and that pineapple sh- shirt is looking sharp as hell, mm-hmm. brother. I'm sure mm-hmm. Lourdes would love that. The guys would love that. I'm surprised you're not in Florida with them now. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'm sorry you didn't get the nod, Jesse. You're looking good, man. Mm. And I, you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's good for the boys to be light. Don't go too crazy having a party time, but, you know, be safe. Just have fun. Still a lot of ball to play, but it's good that they're celebrating, man. Yeah, they're people too. They need to relax and they should yeah. be able to celebrate the hot run they've on they've been on. I think they're twelve and three in their last fifteen games. So absolute nails. But Riley. Big news. The trade deadline, as mentioned, is 48 hours away, and um, I almost guarantee you this team is going to look different than, than it does right now. So we haven't had any breaking news or any trades yet. You just kind of know as soon as we record this episode, there's going to be a few. That's just how this works. But until those reports come out, and obviously if something goes down while we're recording, we'll break it on the air here. Let's talk about some of the rumors that have kind of circulated over, these, uh, over this little bit and see what your thoughts are on any of these. Yeah, let's see what's going on, Jesse. It's it's time. 48 hours. So one of these has got to be at least close to happening within the next 24 hours, I right. would think. Like, it, just because the Blue Jays have interest in a player or they've shown, like, they're intrigued by someone, it doesn't mean that they're going to be on the team. But where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So we can kind of, kind of link things together here. So my first thought here, Riley, is that the Blue Jays had scouts at uh, Pablo Lopez's most recent start today. And the Blue Jays have liked Pablo Lopez in the past. And we've seen Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro circle back on guys they've previously liked that haven't been able to get. Kevin Gosman was one of those guys, for example. The Jays wanted him for quite a while. And then they circled back when he became available. Um, I'm trying to think of another obvious answer, but I feel like there is one. And um, this would be one of those guys that the Blue Jays have been interested in and that they'd come back to. And to make things more intriguing, just before you get in there, is that Miami had scouts at New Hampshire Fisher Cats watching the Fisher Cats game. And Orelvis Martinez is not in the lineup for the game in New Hampshire today. So is there something brewing here with Pablo Lopez and the Toronto Blue Jays? I mean, listen, baseball is a game of coincidences, mm-hmm. but... I don't think this is a coincidence, man. I mean, you sit a guy out of the lineup. You want him to be valuable for a trade. We got guys in, in Miami watching Lopez pitch. I mean, that's pretty obvious to me. And, um, yeah, we're who are we looking for, Jesse? We're looking for a starting pitcher, yeah. clearly. And like you said, I think I mentioned Scooble, and I think he would be one of the guys that the GMs in our, on our side have looked at in the past, more or less. But if, they're, if they've been interested in Lopez and they've sent scouts to watch him pitch and vice versa, having the Marlins send people up to New Hampshire, I think there's a pretty good chance, man. So is Elvis Martinez leaving the Jays organization? A promising young star like that? Possibly. It's not the end of the world for us in our farm system. It won't break us. Um, However, I think acquiring a guy like Pablo Lopez or Pablo Lopez himself will do great things for this man. We're pretty much in August. We'll just say we're in August, man. Two months of the year left. If we get him in our rotation, 
situation, I think it's really going to increase our chances to make a a ride in the postseason. I don't want to speculate too much because it could all just be smoke and mirrors. Maybe Miami chooses to keep the guy or maybe something doesn't happen. For what it's worth, Pablo Lopez did give up six earned runs in two and two-thirds inning today during that start. So I I don't know. Maybe Pablo Lopez is just doing one of these, I don't want to be traded, so I'm going to have a bad... uh, bad outing here, or maybe it's just one of those coincidences you were talking about that they're fake rinse in baseball so much. Um, but another starting pitcher that was reported that the Blue Jays were very close to was one that we've talked about for months, Riley, and that's Frankie Montas. It said the Blue Jays were one of three finalists there, as long with the Cardinals, and I believe the Yankees were the other team that were kind of bidding for Frankie Montas. Now, that was reported by J.P. Morosi, and Morosi's kind of been the whipping boy for, like, um, agents and stuff to kind of leak information to him to build some tension. So maybe they know the Jays are interested, and they're trying to get the Jays to bid more because they're against the Yankees, or maybe it's vice versa. I don't know, but we've talked about Frankie Montas tons. I like him. I know you really like Frankie Montas. We kind of made our points last episode about uh, what he would bring to the table and whatnot. But again, just another big high leverage starter that the Blue Jays are clearly going after if these rumors are here. Dude, I think I said it you know, a million times already is I absolutely love the guy. I love my Mm -hmm. Oakland organization. We all know that if you watch the channel and I know what Frankie Montes can bring to this ball club. Um, We don't have a lot of guys who throw 96, 97. Well, he tops that he can throw a two seamer. That's 99. He might have the, I said he might have, I'm pretty sure he does have the fastest two seamer with incredible movement in all of baseball, a splitter to die for. I mean, you're just nasty, man. I mean, you're in, I mean, you're talking about a right-handed fireballer um, that is just a strikeout artist. He, Frankie Montes, if he was to start this year for our club, he would have the mo- he would have more strikeouts than Alec Manoa. I am for sure of that. Working with a guy like Pete Walker, Mont yeah. Montes is a guy who I'm not saying his earned run is whip. He's he's going to give up hits. He's going to give up the long ball and walks like every pitcher does. But he is a strikeout machine. He is a definite ace on a battered Oakland team and they're looking to ship him out. And we would be so, so fortunate to acquire him. And I, I mean, yeah, Lopez is good, but I'm telling you, Frankie Montes is the real deal. You put him in our blue Jay blues and he's, he's going to shine, man. He's going to be straight fire for us. I think he's officially like our number one choice, right? If we have any of the trade targets right now, I think we wanted Montas more than Luis Castillo. I kind of really like Carlos Rodon, but Montas would be around for a little longer. And it seems like the Jays are going the cheaper rental route. So that could be an option. They go, I don't know. Look, and it wouldn't surprise any of us either too. If the blue Jays just kind of went a direction that we're not even thinking right like in 2015 when they added Troy Tulowitzki no one was thinking we need another offensive piece but as you and I both know Troy Tulowitzki was kind of the glue to that 2015 team so maybe the Blue Jays do something here maybe they get like Xander Bogarts from Boston or something like that something just we're not expecting right now that could happen within these next 48 hours I feel like it's going to get wild you know what? That's I, I, I go like that. You know, take a little off my tongue. That's a spicy one. I won't. I wouldn't hate it. Um, it would definitely add another bat. That would p- probably be the comp to Tulowitzki right now. Now, mind you, Tulowitzki even more of a veteran than Bogarts was or is Tulowitzki was at the time. But still, I get what you're saying, Jesse. Another power bat in this lineup of already amazing power hitters. A guy who can play a little bit of defense, at least you know above replacement level. Yeah, dude. Less than 48 hours at this point to go before, you know, it's all said and done in the trades and we haven't even started. And I can tell you, we're going to make at least one good big splash and a couple of smaller things, I'm sure. Switch guys around. You could see us acquire another bullpen arm. A guy Which we who's should, not going to. Honestly. Uh, well, I, I, 
I'd be disappointed if we, if we didn't have a back end guy at least. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a must have, and I think those it's a lot cheaper to get a guy like that than it is Montes, obviously, or Pablo Lopez. But I still think we got to go after a piece like that, and I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate another depth outfielder either. And that's nothing against Rymel Tapia has been playing great ball as of late. Um, I just wouldn't hate the depth piece. Yeah. Cause we've seen Springer kind of battle his elbow injury here. Like, you know, if he misses an extended period of time, then that means you're giving Tapia full time at bats, which he's been good lately. Yes, but he could probably get burned. And then Bradley Zimmer's your next man up. And I don't think either of us want that uh, going on here. So look, Let's try to temper our expectations here. I think we're both in agreement that the Blue Jays are going to 100% get a reliever of some kind, whether that's a like elite hard-throwing guy towards the end of the bullpen, which is, I think, what we want. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Blue Jays try to go with like little, little small pieces that are intriguing but haven't put it together. I, like, Are you going to be upset if we don't get a starting pitcher, but we get the other ones? Like, We get a bench bat, we get a reliever, we get good relievers. Or like, what's your expectation level, what is what I'm trying to say here, for this Blue Jays team at the straight deadline? my expectation level and what I think that needs to be accomplished is getting a back end bullpen guy and a starting pitcher. Um, For me, it comes down to you're going to win more games than not getting a pitcher, a starting pitcher that throws you quality starts, no matter who that be, you know, player a versus BC, whatever the starting pitcher has got to be number one. And then to, to help preserve leads, it's got to come bullpen second. But I think it's going to be easier to obviously acquire that bullpen arm. But I think it's got to be a one-two punch there. If they do acquire another, you know, another piece guy for a position player, because I doubt they really go after, you know, a high-paid starter who's not a rental guy at this point. I think, I think maybe that's a stretch. But the first move, the two moves that I expect, and I really hope they get done, is a bullpen arm and a starting pitcher and a quality starting pitcher at that. I think that's what really needs to happen here. And I'm not saying sell all the cows on the farm. I don't like selling the farm with the guys we got, but we're in win now mode. And that's kind of the price you got to pay sometimes when you are trying to acquire MLB talent. Yeah, my expectations are like a reliever or two, honestly, probably is a must. Um, I'd be okay if we don't get like an impact bat, but the Jays really should go get another impact bat off the bench or something. Just a guy who, if he had to get thrust into full-time playing time, could work. I thought David Peralto just got traded to the Rays would be a, a good fit there. But I don't know. If we don't get a starting pitcher, I think I'm okay. But Max Castillo's our sixth guy right now, and we don't have much depth at all behind them. So just pitching, pitching, pitching. Let's get it done. Riley, any last thoughts on the trade deadline here? I'm doing one last check for any breaking news. I don't see anything yet before we talk about the series that the Jays just did play against the Detroit Tigers. And I'm sure as soon as we go off air here, then a trade's going to be made and we'll let you guys know on Twitter. That's just kind of how things time out. Mm -hmm. But however, no, man, my thoughts are are this. I think that we're not going to get worse after the deadline, obviously. That's not the mode we're in, right? We're in win-now mode. We're going for a play. Um, we're going to acquire um, one or two players that are going to be in the benefit of helping us win ball games. It's not going to go the other way around. Uh, at this point, it's up to the the rest of our guys to kind of carry that on themselves and win these ball games. I mean, you mentioned we're twelve and three after after the All Star break, mm-hmm. or, or uh, to what, whatever. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. So. <clears throat> We're in win now mode. We're having a killer second half, man. So let's keep it up. That's all I got to say. 
All right, good stuff. As we mentioned, it's going to be a crazy 48 hours. Now, let's get into the games that we just played. The Detroit, or We did just win three out of four against the Detroit Tigers, so as you can expect, a lot of good stuff happened, a lot of bad stuff. Well, not a lot of bad stuff. More good than bad happened in this series. And Riley, um, I'm going to get into the recaps here. Game one, the Blue Jays won this game five to three against the Tigers. This was on Thursday night. Matt Chapman had a double dong. Yusei Kikuchi made his return to the uh, rotation and had five solid innings in his return. And that's a true Buds and Blue Jays baseball game right there, if you ask me. <laughs> game two was the game that I was at. It, go figure. It was the one they lost. Uh, Matt Chapman went deep again. The final score was four to two in this game for the Tigers. The Jays didn't get any hits in this game from the fifth inning on. And Alec Manoa had to leave the game after, uh, you know, he got hit pretty hard as it was going. And then he took a comebacker off the elbow and had to leave the game. Now it does sound like he's going to make his next scheduled start which is always good. Game three, Jays win this one five to three. The Jays scored one run in the first and then exploded for four in the sixth thanks to a clutch three-run home run from Teoscar Hernandez and some bad defense by the Detroit Tigers. Jimmy Garcia and Jordan Romano pitched two and two-thirds scoreless innings in relief to seal the deal. And game four, the one that happened this afternoon, was just a little over two hours long. It went quickly. Jose Barrios had seven innings pitch, one earned run to only 80 pitches. Matt Chapman went deep again. And Jordan Romano got his AL leading 24th save of the season. So, as things stand right now, the Blue Jays are 57 and 45. We're 12 and a half games back in the AL East, and we're still in that first wild card spot. So, Riley, lots of stuff to take away from that series. Where are you going first? Well, I think I heard one name specifically in that when this is a Buds and Blue Jays episode, Jesse. We talk about our guys on Buds mm -hmm. and Blue Jays. Sure do. So, um, and this we'll go. Let's go back to a couple episodes ago, Jesse. I didn't even say this. I think you were the one who let us off with Matt Chapman is going to have a great second half, and I'm mm -hmm. sure I jumped all, all on board that. Well, Mr. Burrow, Matt Chapman has had an unbelievable second half so far. It it almost makes me think, where was this? Um, you know, in the first 25 games to 40 games of the season where we really saw his bat go cold, batting around the Mendoza line most of the you know, most of this year already pops off the double dong game, another home run to add. I mean, what can you say about this guy, Jesse? I loved when we acquired him and clearly having a good second half, like you predicted, man. I mean, I think it's going to keep, I think it's just going to keep happening from here, man. Maybe not, you know, four home runs in as many days, <laughs> but I still think he's going to finish this year very strong. I definitely think he has the potential at this point to hit 30 home runs. I'm saying that. I think he's going to hit 30 home runs for sure, man, which is, I mean, kind of expected. Sure, we were beaking off at the start of the year. I said he'd hit, what, 47 or 48, 48 which would have been yeah. awesome. I'm okay with his, I'm okay with a 30 club member. Um, he certainly picked it up for me, man. Like, he just, he's looking good. He's looking comfortable. It's got, it makes me think about how his, his hip was. But those pitches he hit out, I mean, they weren't even very hard hit balls that we've seen Matt Chapman hit. Maybe he needs to take those outside pitches um, and pull those over the left field wall. Cause I think those were two of his home runs for sure. Mm -hmm. We're kind of, he went down fishing yeah. a little early on them. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, whatever works, man. I saw him, I saw him hit, hit a double and a home run that were pitches around his neck. So whatever works for you, Chappie, <laughs> just love to see it, man. That's my, my first thumbs up, man. And uh, who better to lead off the episode, Jesse? Now I got to post about my guy and it's been a while. It's been a minute since we've had good things to say about this next fella. And I'm, I'm glad that we get to Jesse. Take it away, brother. 
What do you got to say? I do want to throw some things about Yusei Kikuchi with that big lead in for it because he had the big start. But just before we get there, I do want to make some notes on Matt Chapman. Do you remember early in the season when he was like 15th in baseball and hard hit percentage, but he had like a 680 um, like OPS or something? Like absolutely ridiculous. That looks silly now. And we are way past his hip injury now. And since July 5th, Matt Chapman is hitting 384, 467, 815 with a WRC plus of 254. Absolutely insane. He's doing some stuff really well. So good to you, Matt Chapman. But to not bury the lead here, Riley, is Yusei Kikuchi back? Is he here? Is this the guy that was promised way back from Buds and Blue Jays way in the offseason? I don't know, man, but I'll let you know. Five innings pitch, two hits, one earned run, one walk, five Ks. He did look the part in this series. Now, he did give up a leadoff double, but he followed the started the game sorry with nine straight strikes. So after a guy who's been really battling his control issues, that's kind of the mindset you wanted to see. And I do want to take this one with a game of, grain of salt, though. It was the Detroit Tigers. They are the worst offense in baseball, but he had a better start than Ross Stripling. He had a better start than um, Alec Manoa, for goodness sake. So his next start will be coming up against the Rays this series against Tampa. I want to see how he performs in this one before I officially say Yusei Kikuchi is back. But man, as a big Kikuchi stan, I like seeing this more than uh, how he was earlier this year. That's for sure. I love seeing five strikeouts to one walk. That is my favorite statistic because, I mean, we've seen him just explode with giving up based on balls and nine straight st strikes to start. Holy hell, man. That's very impressive for any pitcher, let alone a guy who has struggled finding the strike zone all year long. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say you say Kikuchi's back either, but if we can get another start like that against, yes, the Tigers do have a poor offense, but Let's not take anything away from the fact that Yusei Kikuchi was definitely, definitely hitting his spots in that game, man. Yeah, it was great to see. Riley, real quick for the rest of these here. Um, how about Jose Barrios today? That gives a thumbs up from me as well. Um, I also don't, I don't want to say Jose Barrios is completely back, but these starts that he has put together, it's kind of letting you forget that pain that was the month of April, that was the month of May, where Jose Barrios was really struggling here. Um, his curveball looked good again today, you know? And he was actually getting a few swings and misses in this game. I don't have the exact number, but I know it was one of the good ones. And yeah, seven innings, only one earned run and 80 pitches. Like, I'm starting to think we're never going to see a shutout by a Blue Jays pitcher again, because this was a prime opportunity for it to happen. But it didn't today. Whip under one, man. What can you say about Barrios for that, too? Like, I mean, that's awesome to see. Three hits and one walk, six strikeouts over seven. I mean... It was our opening a starter, for God's sakes. We should see this all the time. We haven't. I'm not going to say he's back either. The same thing with UC. I'll say that give us a couple more of those, and I think we'll be fine, man. That's what we need. We haven't got that from guys like this in quite some time, man. It's good to say good things about these arms for us, man. We went out and we got them. They're here. And it's good to see quality starts from both those guys. Yep. So let's get into some of the negative that took place over this weekend. And um, I did some research, Riley, on Bo Bichette. We tweeted it out from the uh, Twitter page. I was just going to look it out. But I was sitting there watching the game with my parents on Saturday afternoon. And I was thinking, when was the last time we saw Bo Bichette get a fastball and absolutely crush it to the pole side? Like, Riley, off the top of the head, do you know how often that's been? Or when was the last time he did I it? Mean, I'm going to say, so we're in July. I'm going to say probably the start of this month. Yeah, you'd think so, right? But I looked I, it up. I did some that's research. That's my guess. 
Bo Bichette has only hit three fastballs to the pull side for extra bases all year and none of his home runs. He's got 14 home runs. None of them was a fastball that he hit to the pull side. In fact, Bo Bichette only has two home runs off fastballs this year and both of them just squeezed over opposite field, the right field fence. So Bo Bichette just, he need, really needs to start pounding these fastballs that are coming in. And on top of the, um, this not swinging at pitches in the other's batter's box type thing and making good swing decisions. Like Boba Shed is talented. He is probably one of the most pure talented players on this team. And he's just seems like he's in between now, or he's just constantly sitting on the off-speed pitches. And then he's, he's not being able to turn on a fastball. And I would just really like to see Boba Shed turn on another fastball sometime here soon. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, the other side of that, let's be, let's be real here is Bolbashek can take a fastball the other way and absolutely send it on a rope for which extra is great. bases too, which is great. But Jesse, I know what you're saying is you want to see all things, all things fastball done by Bolbashek. When that ball's on the inside part of the plate, instead of busting your lumber in on the hands, pull that ball for extra bases, which he has not done. Is he sitting on the uh, off-speed stuff? Maybe he hits that stuff better. I mean, it certainly doesn't seem like it, some of the stuff low in a way that he will swing over or on the odd time he does hit it for extra bases, man. Bo Bichette, his pitch selection we know isn't top tier, but his bat-to-ball skill certainly is one of yes. the best in yes. all of baseball. Yeah, and that still hasn't changed as we've seen a lot from Bo yeah. Bichette this year. Uh, let's get through this next one really quick, Riley. George Springer has been dealing with an elbow thing. He looks like he's in pain and distraught as he's going through these games. Um I'll cut through the mumbo jumbo, Riley. Do you think we should put George Springer on like the 15 day IL just so we can make sure that elbow is ready and it's good to go. And he's good for the second half or are that Jace is going to keep playing them, even though he looks like he's in pain. I mean, I, if you ask George Springer, I would say he would, he would tell you, I'm sure don't take me out of the lineup. I'm here. It's, it's August. I, I got to be in this lineup. I think the wise thing, if we want to preserve them, if we do want to make late September games. If we do want to play in October, I think the best move might be to send him to the 10 day IL mm -hmm. just to, just to, just to make a move, man. And um, it's not going to hurt us. Tappy has been okay. I think for a short time that will do, because I don't want to ruin a play. Yes. We always say George Springer wrong side of 30, but his, his game is still great. We play amazing with George Springer in the lineup. And I don't think we can live with that for too long. I would yeah. like him to be in this lineup. Yeah, we're going to need him come playoff time. That's the big thing we're kind of make, especially if the Blue Jays do add another outfielder. It would not surprise me to see George Springer take a quick IL trip here, just even just to get the rest, right? Just to make sure he's healthy. Uh, quick note on Alec Manoa start here too. Um, I don't have a lot to say. It's just Detroit was really stockpiling the left-handed hitters against him. We've seen the Yankees do this. We've seen the uh, Rays do this against Alec Manoa too. And that seems to be the way teams are trying to beat him. Uh, he's been unhittable against right-handed pitchers this year, but lefties have given him some trouble. So I would just like to see Alec Manoa develop that change up just a little more, just so he can be more effective against lefties. Cause it's, it's hard to nitpick about Alec Manoa. He's been so good, but just something to watch for in his next start against left-handed batters. I mean, no, yeah, not his best start. Anytime Manoa goes out and it feels like every time he gives up four, four hits, that it's a bad Manoa start. Um, yeah, again, right. he, he, he gave up eight, he gave up eight base runners and five and a third. It's not, it's not pretty. It's not great. It's a mediocre start. He ended up saddled with the loss. It is what it is, man. I mean, and then taking a comebacker off his arm, uh, like you said, scheduled to make his next start. And again, I'm sure he'll bounce back. He is just made of rubber. He's going to bounce back. So good, Jesse. 
Yep, it should be just fine. Um, I don't have a ton of news and notes here because we're just watching the Twitter feeds. We're trying to find trades. We're trying to see something going on. But uh, Maximo Castillo was sent to AAA. Trent Thornton is up in his place. Maximo Castillo is going to be stretched out as a starter and uh, will probably be the Blue Jays' six man if something were to happen to one of the starters they currently have. Uh, John, JP Morosi tweeted the Jays have interest in Michael Fulmer, which he's not the guy out of the Tigers' bullpen I would want to get, but he's a guy. And I don't know. He's been a closer. He's been fine, but you kind of want some more swing and miss. Michael Fulmer doesn't really provide that. Uh, the Buffalo Bisons hit another inside the park home run. That's the second for them this year. This time it was done by the speedy Otto Lopez. And talking about those Buffalo Bisons, Jeff Ware is now the interim head coach of the team as their old coach, Casey Candelay, is now in Toronto as a bench coach. So Ware, who was previously the pitching coach for Buffalo, is now the head coach for the Buffalo Bisons. Any major takeaways there, Riley? No, not a ton, Jesse. Our eyes are glued to our Twitter feeds. Um, a great for Otto Lopez, a guy who I don't expect to be a, really a full-time big leaguer. If he does make it, um, I'm sure he'll be a very average player. Um, if he is blessed with with some good contact and some some good, um, you know, woba. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that he will. I think he'll do fine. I love him where he is, and I I, I know he's a speedster. So an inside the parker, I'm not actually surprised at. Feel like a lot of our young guys, Jesse, have real good speed. So that's uh, that's cool. We do have the fastest catcher in all of baseball, I think, <laughs> too, true. with Gabby Moreno. So, what? Can... All right. Well, so the Blue Jays will have an off day on Monday, which is wild because it's a holiday here in Canada, and. Uh... I thought maybe the schedule makers would put a uh, Blue Jays game there, but they don't. They're taking the travel down to the trot. Maybe they got a rest from their beach party that they're having today. So good day to do that. Have the day off tomorrow to uh, rejuvenate. But it'll be back to business come Tuesday, which will be after the trade deadline. So maybe this team will look completely different. I don't know. But here's how things line up right now. In game one, it looks like it's going to be Kevin Gosman against Drew Rasmussen. Game two will be Yusei Kikuchi against Ryan Yarborough. Now, we mention this every time the Blue Jays go to Tropicana Field. We hate the trap. We should burn it down. The Blue Jays never play well there. But what are we thinking? This is a team that's right behind us in the standings. We always knew the Rays are going to be tough. How do you think we do in this two-game series? Well, we're going to burn down the trap because we're red hot right now. Yeah, I can just, buddy. I can, just, I can just see it, man. Like, I, I'm a full believer that, yes, we're on the road. We did very hot at home. So are we going to play as well at home as we did on the road? You know what? I won't say no. I said there's I say there's a very good chance if the guys don't kill themselves drinking tonight, which I'm sure <laughs> they won't. The boys will be responsible. This is this is a big thing, man. Um, hang out in Florida for a day, head down to Tampa. And I bet you I bet you we'll come out just fine out of this series for sure. I mean, what? What concerns me, and it's the reality of baseball, Jesse, is the fact that, you know, Springer's dealing with, you know, his his injuries and his condition right now, and Manoa taking one off the forearm. It's a scary thing to think about injuries, man, and you knock on wood, you just hope for healthy play, you hope for wins, but honestly, man, at this point in the year, like, I don't really want to say it, but we can't afford a big loss, so we just got to play good, smart, fundamental ball and whoop Tampa's butt. <laughs> Because yeah. yeah, they're on our there they're on go. our heels. We gotta we gotta get fundamental ball in. And of course, Jesse, I don't mind a guy who hits a double dong in a game and yeah, follows that up two nights later with another jack. I it's, guys like guys like Bo's gonna come around and Vladdy in this series. I'm sure our our big name guys that have been with our org forever. It's gonna be a Bo series. It's gonna be a Vladdy series on the road here. I can just smell it, dude. Mm. 
Mm, I'll have what you're cooking because that sounds great. Let's uh, let's get that going here. My official call is I think it's going to be a split one out of two. You know, maybe Kikuchi doesn't have it. Maybe Gosman gets bad up to death again. And Ryan Yarborough always seems to pitch really well against these Blue Jays. So could be something like that. But I, I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. I think the team's going to make a trade. If, if it's a, some impact player, they're going to be rejuvenated and we could be in for a big second half and a little two game mini sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays would be a great way to start that. Uh, I'm saying a sweep, man. And I'm going to say one of the games is going to be nine to four. I don't want to say double digits. I'm going to say it's, it's a high scoring game and I'm going to say we take, take one, two to one. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think Gosman is going to be that guy who's um, who's on his game man and gives us one run ball over seven innings. All right. Love it. Well, with that being said, that'll do it for our episode here today. Quick programming note. We are going to do one after the Rays series, but we might be able to sneak one up on Tuesday. I don't know. I'll talk to you about it, Riley. And uh, if there are any big trades the Blue Jays makes, maybe we'll just talk about some around Major League Baseball. Who knows or how it impacts the team. But uh, if anything big happens, we will be here Tuesday evening to record that and talk about that. Um, Until then, make sure you like and subscribe our video on YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify and your other podcast platforms. And Riley, big news, Buds and Blue Jays, we're on Instagram now so you can uh we're gonna be posting a lot of fun stuff on there we had a nice picture of matt chapman we had a nice photoshop of our faces here we've done some polls on the story we've uh just done some cool stuff with buds and blue jays so if you're not on the twitter and you want to be on instagram follow us there you won't miss us there and yeah riley anything else to add before we get out of here today yeah, um, I'll definitely take it over that Instagram for a lot of the times um, mm-hmm. we're going to do. I think I think what's going to be big for us and we want to hear what you guys have to say, all our followers. Um, I know you guys don't always comment and things like that, which is totally OK. We love the support anyways. But um, things like polls, we know that the people watch it, know the game of baseball. And we would really love your input on on what it is. You know, if it's a four player pool, who do you like out of these four players? We love your feedback on that. Debates all over the place. Nothing more I love, man. Nothing more I love than a good debate from player A to player B to player C, mm-hmm. whatever. Man, that's that's what the game's all about. Well, we'll be sure to get lots of that going forward here. Buckle up, Jays fans. Big things are coming for this team in the next few days, and I'm excited. I feel like a kid on Christmas, ready to go. Trade deadline's always one of the best days of the year, and I'm nervous but excited. Can't wait. Yeah, I just opened my gift, and it looks like Frankie Montes, baby. Let's go. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. See, everyone, we'll be back to recap the trade deadline. Let's go, Blue Jays. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys.